What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we'll be talking about quite a bit of 4K Spotlight. We got technically five titles coming out, so that's freaking exciting. My wallet hurts, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> um, we got nothing for Through the Wall. Um, so after we talk about 4K Spotlight, we will jump right into our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of the 2022 film, Prey. Hell yeah. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say let's do it. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. Alright, so this week on 4K Spotlight, um, we have some new Scream Factory titles coming out, or Shout Factory, whatever you want to call it. Um, we will be getting uh, the first three Child's Play films on 4K, which is very, very exciting. Um, and so you can get just the regular release that just comes with uh, the classic posters. Well, at least the, the Child's Play 2 and 3 are the classic posters, but um, the cover for Child's Play is the cover that they used um, years back when Scream Factory did just a Blu-ray release of Child's Play. Um, but if you go on Scream Factory's website and you want to spend a shit ton of money, um, you can get uh, the uh, bundles. Well, okay, maybe not bundles. Well, no, yeah, they are bundles. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, so they have three bundles of these Child's Play films. The first one comes with, and this one is freaking, I think, like 250 bucks. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> Dude, man, it's it's Shout Factory. What do you expect? <laughs> I don't know, um, something reasonable, maybe? <laughs> um, so this one, you get all three of the uh, Child's Play films, including two exclusive slipcovers uh, of ch for Child's Play 2 and 3, uh, three posters of the movies, um, and what else do you get? You get a, uh, a set of postcards, you get a, a little enam enamel pin, and you get a, a burned Chucky NECA figure. Um, if you want to step down from that, literally uh, just take away the uh, postcards and the, ena the enamel pin, and that's what you got here. And that set is 150 bucks. And then the... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. So you're telling me that I can well how much was the first one 250 I was it's like 220 Okay so you're telling me that I can spend $220 get basically the or so the th if I were to purchase something for $220 I could get the exact same thing Minus some stupid postcards and a pin, and only pay a hundred and fifty. Yes, that is as 
much of a ripoff as I've ever heard in my entire life. Are you kidding me? I mean, but the postcards have one of the classic shots from, I can't remember if it's, it was on the set of Child's Play 2 or 3, where they have, like, Chucky slinging his arm back on his, like, uh, actor chair smoking a cigar. Dude, that's a $70 difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's You very can expensive. go F yourself. <laughs> if you oh, think shit. that I'm going to spend $70 just to get some postcards and an, and an, an enamel pin. You can go jump in a creek for the rest of your life if you think that that's even kind of reasonable. It's funny you say that because that's the one on the website that sold out. Holy shit. I hate it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I just want to see your reaction. (laughs) I love that. I hate this world. Dude, I was about to freaking flip my desk. Over some freaking child's play movies, really? That's Dude, what makes for it fun. people that spend seventy dollars extra just to get a postcard and pen. I would. I will not lie. If all the postcards were signed by Brad Dourif, oh, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, like that's that would it. make sense. Okay, like hey, you get these postcards and a pen, but they're signed Brett by Brad Dourif. Or Brett, did I, I say can... dwarf? Yeah, it's Brad Dorf. <laughs> Brad Dorf. <laughs> wow. Shit. Um. Yeah. How about no? Only if they were signed by Chucky himself would that even be remotely worth it. I love how you don't even want to try to pronounce his last name again. I know, I just butchered it so bad the first time, I just, I just didn't feel brave enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, if you don't want uh, the uh, NECA figure, though, um, they're, excuse me, their uh, cheapest set, which I think this one's 110, 120, um, comes with literally everything that you got in the previous set, minus the NECA figure. So... How much cheaper is that one? Uh, I think it's 112 bucks. Holy shit. Well, you gotta remember that each 4K is 30 bucks each. And so, you know, you're incorporating the price of the posters and the slipcovers. So, honestly, that's actually not too bad of a price. It is still $70 extra for a postcard and pin. Yeah, that enough. nothing about that says reasonable. Now the hundred and twelve, you said hundred and twelve. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay, the hundred and twelve dollars for everything, not including the figure, postcards, and pin. That is reasonable to me. Taking oh, yeah, into taking into the consideration that each Blu-ray is thirty bucks. So, but you're 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 treading a a really thin line with me. <laughs> uh, but it's child's play, man. Man, uh, I, I'm I'm at that. I'm just like, no, you can make smarter financial decisions. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm glad I didn't purchase the big one then. 
<laughs> Dude, I'd I'd be roasting you so freaking hard. Oh damn. Um well anyway, moving on from that, uh so yeah, if if you want to get any of those sets, uh you'll have to order them off the Shout Factory website. But if you just want literally just the bare bones 4K releases of these three films, you can get them anywhere. Amazon, I'm assuming Walmart probably, or at least Walmart's website, um, and Best Buy. So, yeah. Me, though, I I, I had to order one of these. Um, so, And I'm going to let Caleb uh, decide which one he thinks I did. So, Anyway, moving on. <laughs> The next big release we got is Jurassic World Dominion. Um, this movie uh, will be getting a uh, Best Buy exclusive. Actually, wait, no, I don't even know if this is a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. I think it's just a, a, a steelbook. Just yeah, like a yeah, normal everyday? Yeah, it doesn't say it's exclusive to anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, I can, yeah, can pre-order it right now on Amazon. I'm not nice. going to. Um, but so you'll be getting that a bare bones 4k and blu-ray release as well as shocker a complete set of all six jurassic park films which i because i kind of want when it goes on sale to get the six film collection so i swear to god if they come out with a seventh one i'm gonna be pissed dude no i i pray that this franchise is dead (sighs) did you see dominion at all no, I did not. I I didn't even I don't even remember if I went to go see the second Jurassic World. I literally saw Fallen Kingdom the day before I went and saw Dominion. Is is Fallen Kingdom the one where they escape into the normal world? Yes, at the end. Yeah, okay. Then yeah. I think I might have seen that one. Okay. I will... No, that's spoiler. Never mind. It's fine. I feel like it's impossible to spoil a Jurassic Okay. Okay. But for well, those of okay. you listening that don't want it spoiled, spoiler alert. Skip ahead a couple minutes. Yeah. Um. I will admit, I wish that Colin Trevorrow would have made it more... What's the word? Try, more not dominant, but more uh, upfront of how dinosaurs and humans coexisted. Because like I feel like he just barely glances over it and then just moves into the plot of the story. Dude, what Which bullshit! I, you can't I feel do that, that it should be yeah. I feel it should be such a much bigger thing. Like, come on, humans and dinosaurs having to coexist—that shit's huge. Oh my gosh, missed opportunities. I will say though, it was really cool seeing the um the original trio back together again. That was really nice. I feel they like that'd be really wasted. Cool. That's good. Um Brielle told me that it was really cool seeing them again, but it felt like they were trying really hard to basically hit all the nostalgia points from the previous movies. Yeah, that's fair. I can't really argue her on that. Yeah. And I hate that shit. Forced nostalgia pisses me off. Wait, so, wait. She went and saw it, but you didn't? 
Yeah, she went to go see it with uh, with Sam. Oh, okay. Well, you really are not a Jurassic Park fan. Well, I mean, I could have gone. It's just it would have been a lot more extra effort that I didn't want to spend. Fair. You didn't... Re- I'm not the hugest Jurassic Park fan. Like, I'm really not. I just kind of like the movies. Don't get me wrong, they're good. And the first Jurassic Park movie is, oh my god, a masterpiece. Um, But I kind of just walked out of Dominion and be like, eh, that was alright. I mean, it could have been a better cap to the whole Jurassic era. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh man, which sucks because I I actually I expected a lot more from Colin Trevorrow considering how much I freaking not freaking loved how much I enjoyed the first Jurassic World. But, yeah, like I'll probably go and rewatch the first one, and then just watch Dominion. When either you you buy that movie or it comes to streaming, I'm not gonna like put any <laughs> go out of your way. Yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch. Dominion. Oh, that's funny. That's for, I love that. I'm just gonna watch the original and then this new one. But yeah, I don't think it's not like this new freaking Halloween timeline. Yeah, I know. The, no, the I, I meant I meant the first Jurassic World. I, oh, I, I liked. I thought you meant the first Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. I I liked um the Jurassic Park series. I wasn't the biggest fan of two, but I kind of have a soft spot for three. Um, you know, but number you and JC would get along quite well because he does as well. Yeah, the first one is my absolute favorite. Oh yeah, it's and a then great movie. Dress or the first Jurassic World, I'm kind of like, eh. It was somewhat rewatchable. I think for how they established the park, I think that's what makes it rewatchable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the Jura- or the second Jurassic World, I'm like, meh. It's all right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I can't decide which is worse, though, Dominion or Fallen Kingdom. I'll have to watch Dominion again. Yeah, that'd be an interesting uh, ranking. Yeah. Um. So, enough shit talk on <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> World. Um, so, minus... Uh, Though Jurassic World, uh, another release coming from Universal will be uh, The Black Phone, starring Ethan Hawke, which I am, I'm like 99% sure I'm going to blind buy this bitch. It kind of gives me the Last Night in Soho vibes. Yes, I agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. Um, but other than that, that is really it for new releases. So, Caleb, what do you say we move on to our headliner of the evening? I say let's do it. So, before we move on, actually, I already effed up. <laughs> and I know Caleb always tells me that I'll F up 4K Spotlight every single week, and I freaking did it this week. 
Um, Dude. I forgot. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> I forgot. I already that, played uh, the themes, the music and everything. Well, I'm sorry. I have to add this for anyone that wants it. There is also going to be a 4K steelbook for the the first Child's Play at Best Buy. So, that's what I forgot. I'm sorry. Are you shitting me? It's the first sorry. thing you talked about. I'm sorry. I know, yeah, and it's Child's Play. So I don't know what's wrong with me. I could have I could excuse it if it was Jurassic World because you know I'm not the hugest fan of that that franchise. But if it was Jurassic Child's World, Play? I would have flown over to slap you. <laughs> like you're screwing up our system for Jurassic World. Well, sorry, I got to do it for Child's Play. I'm sorry. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> wow. He's so kind to me. Every once in a um, while. Well, that, that, that hurt. I'm going to silently <laughs> cry inside. Mo- moving on. Um, Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break movies down on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros Letter Grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit into our algorithm and give us our final grade for the movie. And it gives us a letter grade to compare it to other movies of that same grade, and then a percentage so we can figure out like an actual like ranking. Uh, so with that, if you have not seen Prey, it is available on Hulu right now as we speak. So go check it out. Give this a watch, especially if you're a fan of the Predators movies at in general, I would say. Um, so go check it out. Don't spoil this movie for yourself. Um, but with that, Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you. So without further ado... Rose. All right, let's see if I can screw this up. Challenge accepted. In 1719 in the Great Plains, Naru, a young... Fuck, I'm already... Mm, God damn it. Comanche? Comanche. Comanche? God damn it. Comanche woman, trained as a healer, dreams of becoming a great hunter like her brother, Tabi. Is that how you pronounced it? Yep. Yes. While tracking deer with her dog, Sari and... Oh my god. That was right. Okay. While tracking deer with her dog, Sari, she witnesses an anomaly anomaly in the sky which she likens to the Thunderbird, actually a Predator spacecraft. She then takes this as a sign to prove herself. Um, Really quickly... I don't know if you were just like this. Um, when uh, they freaking brought in that dog at first, I'm like, oh my god, it's Charlie. It did look really close to right that to her, huh? It did. Uh, for I those of you I that did not say it like that, though. No, no, I feel you. Um, no, for those of you that don't know, Charlie is my parents' dog, and she is the cutest thing on the planet. And this dog was pretty freaking close. <laughs> okay, I just want to document that he just said that Charlie is cuter than his own daughter. Dude, have you seen Charlie's, like, puppy dog eyes? 
I mean, oh yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Charlie is freaking adorable, but you just straight up said that a dog is cuter than your own daughter. I said what I said. <laughs> well, Uncle Rose doesn't like that, so. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Tabby agrees to bring her, bring her to agrees to bring her to join the search party for a lion that attacked one of the tribe's hunters, but only so she can provide medical treatment if they can find the hunter alive. I swear every single time these tribe these uh the tribe members that were with the brother and sister open their mouths because I, <laughs> I watched this with my sister um, and literally it felt like after like the first scene of them being dicks like every single time the one of them opened their mouth I just wanted to shut up. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> we're really earning that explicit rating this episode huh yeah i'm sorry i don't care do you though no seriously like I can, oh really I, okay. yeah marking this as explicit is just like one button like i don't give a shit okay okay cool uh, the, 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 they retrieve the wounded hunter and depart, though Tabi stays behind to find the lion. Finding unusual tracks and a, a meticulously skinned rattlesnake, Naru circles back with Paki and finds Tabi. Um, together they set a trap for the lion, but it kills Paki. Naru wounds the cat, but fails and strikes her head after being distracted by a burst of light in the distance. Tabi carries her home and returns to kill the weakened lion, earning him title of war chief after completing the hunt. Convinced of a greater threat, Naru departs with Sari, uh, and they come across a herd of skinned bison. And oh my god, I'm so effing this up. And later are attacked by a grizzly bear. The bear is killed by the predator, giving Naru time to escape before running into a group of Kama- is it Kama- is it Comanche or Comanche? I keep forgetting. Comanche, goddammit. Sent to find her. The creature ambushes and kills them in combat. Nauru is caught in a foothold trap, but the predator leaves when she is no longer a threat. French voyagers, responsible for killing and skinning the bison, find Nauru and cage her. Their translator, Raphael Adolini, questions Nauru about the predator with with whose species he is familiar. When she refuses to talk, the lead voyager reveals that he has Tabi captive and tortures him with a knife before using both siblings as tied bait for the predator. The creature kills most of the Frenchmen while Tabi and Nauru escape. Nauru rescues Sari from the camp and stumbles across a dying Raphael who teaches her how to use his flintlock pistol in exchange for her medical treatment. Nauru gives him herbs that reduce his body heat to staunch the the bleeding. When the predator arrives, Raphael plays dead, and Nauru realizes that the creature cannot see him. Raphael is killed as the predator steps on his wounded leg, causing him to scream. Tabi arrives on horseback to rescue Nauru. Together they weaken the creature, but he kills Tabi after stabbing him through the back. Nauru flees and finds the surviving lead Frenchman. She knocks him out, severs one of his legs, and gives him an unloaded gun before eating the herbs to hide her body heat, baiting the creature to kill the voyager. She uses Adelini's pistol to ambush the predator, knocking off its laser-targeting mask, and she steals it and flees into the woods. Nauru, l- l- Nauru lures the predator into a mud-filled bog 
pit before using the creature's mass to turn its own projectile weapon against it. The predator dies of its wounds, and Naru severs its head and paints her face with its glowing green blood. She brings the head and the flintlock pistol back to her tribe. They honor her victory by declaring Naru a war chief. A cave painting in the end credits depicts three predator spaceships arriving in Comanche territory. Hell yeah. I think that was like just a perfect enough ending for like with the cave paintings to open the door for a new story if they wanted to. Agreed. But also just keeping it like closed off enough so it's just like oh, now it's just we've always had a predator on Earth or something like that. If it has to be a one-off, it it still works. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Alright, starting off with story. This is like, for me at least, this is an interesting instance of not a super complicated story, but it worked out for what it was. Like, it's kind of the same feelings I had with, like, um, uh, with the princess last from last week. It's, this movie knew what it was about, and it didn't try to, like, force a crazy story on us, or, like, try to overcomplicate anything. It just kept it as basic as basic could be, and it, I think it worked out incredibly well it was still like a really intriguing story like what did you think yeah overall i i had a good time i have never seen a predator movie in my life um which is funny because um i remember um when uh the first alien predator came out because that was like the same time freddy versus jason was coming out and so i remember actually like going to the movie theater and like seeing both of those posters side by side it's a weird memory that i have that was was a really cool thing um but so yeah shockingly i haven't seen a predator movie but thankfully with how they set up the story you really don't you don't have to because i i wasn't lost at all i mean uh my sister like explained like oh you know like this is why the predator does what it does um but other than that i didn't need really any explanation i i didn't get lost um so the the f- sorry no i was just going to say i i honestly don't think you even needed that i agree like, i think you could have gone into this completely blind with how well they they pulled everything off it's just like they let you learn with the main character that is true like you learned its motivations. She loves these yeah. She like she's a she, big she, fan of them. Oh yeah, she loves her movies, so she kinda wanted me to just have like a little insight. Dude, she should have been on. <laughs> Shit. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll get her on for another Predator movie. Maybe we'll see. If we ever do another Predator. Like, okay, find out what her favorite Predator movie is and we'll do an episode with with her. Okay, deal. Um, But yeah, anyway. Yeah, like, that was something that I really appreciated because Brielle's a lot more familiar with Predator. Like, her favorite series is is, um, the Alien series. 
So she's pretty familiar with Predator. Um, and so I only know of Predator what happened in like the one that came out a few years ago. Just the Predator movie. The one that everyone hates. Yeah. Which I think it gets a lot of hate, but whatever. Like, what What the hell do I know? Anyway. um, I mean, hey, you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. But it's also, I'm not super familiar with everything else. But I felt like I had so many questions when it came to that movie that I was asking Priel. I was just like, hey, who's this? Who's that? Like, what's what's up with this? What's up with that? Like, just a lot of questions like that. Where with this one, I didn't feel like I needed any of that. And it wasn't even necessarily because I knew some of those answers. It was because they just did a great job at explaining everything. And just, like, allowing us to learn with... Uh, oh, what's her face? Naru. So, I appreciated the hell out of that. And just her story of wanting to be a hunter or looked at as as a hunter and it's more just to like it it wasn't her she didn't have some like deep-seated motivation to be a hunter like where it's like i feel like it's in my blood or something like that she's just like because you guys said i couldn't i love that kind of attitude i know i loved it too i'm just like more power to you like Hell yeah. Like, I'm all for that. Like, if they would have given her some bullshit reason, just like... It was my father's dying wish. Yeah, I would have just been like... I would have been so over that. But just the fact that she's just like... Because you guys think I can't, like... I love that. Love it. (laughs) Uh, No, I, I really like that they... They literally base the story off of just this one girl along with her tribe, but then we're able to work in a predator story as well. Yeah, it worked effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think the only thing that they may have over-explained, which I wouldn't even say they over-explained it. It was just that they they offered the whole thing of saying, like, what the the trial was that she had to do that I don't think they have the name of it in the in the Wikipedia description, but the the trial that a hunter needs to go through where you need to hunt what's hunting you. Oh yeah, like I loved that, and then that was great. It was awesome, and I love that they didn't try to do too much foreshadowing with the the predator. Like, it's just Agreed. just some crazy stuff. We get to see the Predator. Like, they do kind of give him, like, a really cool entrance when we see the snake fighting that are trying to attack that mouse. And then Predator comes and freaking, like, wrecks it. Yeah, I do. I'll fully admit, I never wanted to see not only an unskinned snake, but an unskinned bison. That's something I could have gone my whole life without seeing, but thank you to this movie. I appreciate it. Dude, so Iris came out of... She was oh, in... Lord. Okay, so, so she came out when um, when the snake was, like, skinned and everything, and I, I was just like, oh, shit. 
But she came out and she like looked at it for a second and she just turned to me and she's like, yucky worm, and then runs away. And I'm like, oh my god, I love that. I'm like, you're not 100% wrong. <laughs> That's my daughter. Yeah, Is and that a proud, she... da- proud dad moment right there? Yeah, so <laughs> it, that was that was pretty good. It's <laughs> amazing. I'm like, that might be something that comes back to haunt you, but it's not a problem right now, so. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Dude, total side note, though. Um, sh- So, Brielle bought these, like, super cheap dollar store lights and hung them on her bed. And the batteries on one of them started dying, so the lights were flickering. And Iris, like, started, like, like, oh, no, oh, no, like, kind of getting scared. And I was just, she's just, like, she was telling me, she's like, like, scary, scary. And I was like, that's not scary. That's spooky. Spooky's fun. And she's just like, spooky? And so I was like, yeah, spooky's fun. And so now, like, she, whenever she's doing something and she's trying to, like, scare you, she'll say, spooky. Oh, my God. Like, she came out um, from a nap and, like, she threw her blanket over her head and was walking towards me and just saying, spooky. Oh, that is freaking adorable. I know. Oh, my gosh. I freaking love her. Anyway, getting back to the story. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure I can't buy her a Michael Myers mask? <laughs> Dude, she might totally be into that. <laughs> Like, 100% honesty, she might totally be into that. No. Chucky. Like, come on. Oh, my gosh. Another freaking side note. We were at Walmart um, last week, I think. And we were walking around, and I found this... It was like, it was a freaking Chucky outfit. It was straight up a Chucky outfit. Same color pattern. It was blue overalls and everything. But if you pull the overalls down a little bit, it exposes a little, a mini, like a mini mouse. And I'm like, no, this is straight up Chucky. Just need the good guys logo on the. Dude, I kid you not. It had like the bright buttons. It had like the pocket on on the overalls it the the shirt matched to a freaking t it was freaking chucky but no it was something disney and i'm like bullshit <laughs> universal you should trademark disney for that i know dude next time next time we go to uh walmart i'll see if it's still there and take a picture for you yes please i got to see this uh Anyway, getting back to the story, it's tough to, to like, I had to remind myself a lot while I was thinking of the score, or, like, a re- like where I was wanting to be with the scores, like, trying to remind myself, like, what do we score? And it, for me, it was, like, Okay, we score on how well the story flows. Does it make sense? Does it like have any slow parts or unnecessary parts or any of this other weird shit? Like did it like how did all that work? 
to progress the story. And even though the story was basic as all hell, like on paper, I think it's it sounds super boring, but the way that they executed it was just was really freaking good. Agreed. So I'm in the high 80s for the story. Same here. Where are you sitting at? You know, I I'm sitting at an 86. Nice. I'm actually sitting a little bit higher than you at an 88. I like it. All right, moving on over to writing. So I feel this goes with like the whole like subtitles and stuff. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you knew this, but apparently there is an option when you start this movie or you go on its page that you can actually turn on the subtitles for when they're speaking to each other in um, their native language. Are you shitting me? Yeah, that that's what I heard. I'm like, that would have been nice to know. Because yeah, I would have super loved to nice know what they were saying. Yeah, that would have been nice to know what they were saying. Shit. Dude, that's why <laughs> I was like so confused. Like I didn't let it bother me that much because I was just like, okay, whatever. Like they're speaking English through a majority of this. They're just speaking oh, that's another thing. Total side note. Um, this is one of the first movies that can be translated into Comanche. That is awesome. Right? That That is really cool. Yeah, like, I don't know if, how many people speak it, but, like, knowing that I that's an option for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Like, I think the three languages you can translate this into are, like, English, French, and Comanche. Or those are like the not, three main. Oh, not Spanish? Uh, I don't... I would assume Spanish. I don't know. It's just those are the ones that they like talk about. Like the okay. big ones. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like... The... The dialogue worked really well. I think it worked better, like, with the um, with the Comanche people, like her tribe. Like when they were speaking to each other, like I I felt like I understood the gist of what they were like trying to get across, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. But I think where the dialogue like kind of dies for me is when they started when they introduced the French the French were just really freaking intense and it just didn't really work super well I really wish I would have been able to turn on the English subtitles there yeah right like there was definitely some words that I was able to pick up like um, the freaking big dude that she gets predator to bushwhack Oh, such a great scene. Like, calling her a, an idiot savage. Like, I'm just like, ooh, freaking. Like, you're going to get pwned, dude. <laughs> but really, really enjoyed that stuff. And I really enjoyed, like, 
this is a, like one of those things. I'm not quite sure how this works in relation to the other Predator movies, but the sh- the stuff that she was able to pick up about the Predator, like just those like little details about him, like um, noticing that he only attacks people like that pose a threat to him. Like he'll never like attack someone that's um like defenseless or d- that doesn't pose a th- a threat and yeah. i think the only like i did have an issue with the way that she worded it where she's like oh he like stood above me could have killed me but didn't didn't because he saw that i wasn't a threat i'm like he also just bushwhacked a bear like i'm pretty sure he's still like recovering from that like he's probably like, oh, this yeah. this chick and freaking sent you on your way. Like didn't really give two shits. And also for how much blood he was drenched in, I'm sure he could really even see her that well. Yeah, right. I'd be like, eh, sensors might have been a little <laughs> off. <laughs> but yeah, that that stuff was so cool. Um, the writing, unfortunately for me, just drops a little bit below the story. Like where I'm because the, sorry, no, you're good. What were you saying? Oh no, uh, I was gonna say I'm assuming uh, because the French people. That's a majority of it, yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, everything else, like the dialogue between them and the Comanche, I mean, it was good. Nothing like Oscar worthy or or nothing, but like it was really well done. So where I'm where I'm in the high 80s with the story, I'm probably in the low 80s with the writing. Yeah, I can agree with you there as well. So, I'm probably sitting at like an 80 for writing. You know what? I'm going to match you there. All right, moving on over to acting. I have the cast pulled up here. One second. All right, we have Amber Mid Thunder, who plays Naru. We have Dakota Beavers, who played her brother, Ta- Tabi. Um, we have Dane Diliegro, who did something for the Predator. Like, he's cast as Predator, so. I bet he was probably, like, the body. Makes sense. And I don't think there was anyone else that was in this enough to... Yeah. I don't think anyone else was in it enough to be mentioned. So those are, like, the big three. I like it. So. You good? Freaking hell. Like, some big-ass bug flew on me. That's terrifying. Yeah, just a little bit of shit. Anyway. Make sure you <laughs> Sorry. Don't try and find it? No, I, I don't even know if I could. Okay. Anyway, getting back into acting. Um This one's kinda tough to do like a top three. I think I can make it work, maybe. I don't know if you can. <laughs> 
let, let's hear it. Let's let's see what you got. Okay. Uh, so number three, I would actually give to Dane Delegro for <laughs> the way that his body language for the Predator. I love the get hell. It works, right? <laughs> what? It works. He's still an actor, and you know, for being under so much prosthetics, I feel he does a great job uh, with his motions. So that's why I'm giving number three too. Um, and I'm not trying to make this a joke. Like honestly, the people that like are behind like this this much prosthetics, honestly, sometimes I feel they don't get enough um, credit or love. So kudos to you, Dane. You did a great job. Uh, two, I would give to Dakota Beavers, who played Tabi. Great, a really, really good character. Um, he he was uh the only uh part of um Nauru's tribe that I could actually stand. Um all the others were freaking jackasses and they deserved everything that they uh had coming to them from the Predator. Um when he finally killed them, I was very, very happy. Shit, man. What? Freaking brutal. Oh I know. Um and then number one, shocker, uh Amber Mid Thunder who played Nauru. She was amazing. She was so great. And I freaking loved her. So, all right, that's interesting, dude. Like, I love these ones that where it's like really hard to do a top three, or where I feel like it's hard, because I would actually swap um your number two and three. Um, number really? one, I'm absolutely giving to Amber Mid Thunder for everything that she said. Um, she just did an incredible job, but I would actually give it to Dane. Deliegro for my number two because like you said being in being like just the body for something you have to there's just a certain way that you have to uh, move where it's not too like Power Rangers but it's not too like just standing there like being like a mascot. Like there's just, there's a really fine line and I feel like actors who do a lot of theater, I'd love to see his his IMDb and see if he's done um some theater work before. I don't even know if that stuff would be on IMDb. Yeah, I don't know if it would. But I feel like he he did do a really good job of just um having that imposing body language. Like, just back straight, like, great posture, and there, I don't know, there's just something intimidating about that. And then him being built like a brick shit house helps a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. But, yeah. And then, nothing against Dakota Beavers. I think he did a really good job. It's just when you're comparing it against other like his co-stars, it's just just not quite up on that level yet. Fair enough. And I think I had a hard time believing like <sighs> I think it, it it took a little extra effort for him to prove um himself being like a warrior 
Dude, I'm getting attacked by this bug and freaking pissing me off. <laughs> anyway, where are you at with uh, with acting? <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to like disrupt the flow of this of the show, and you're just sitting here laughing at me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if I'm in the like. I would say I'm in the low 80s. Cause it was it was still good. Um, I think I'll go slightly higher than writing. Um, so I'll go I'll go an eighty one. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit higher than you. I think I'm gonna be in like eighty four range. All right. Didn't quite get to like an eighty five. Um, I do feel like there was some issues and dry spots here and there i almost would have i almost would have preferred if this whole thing would have been in subtitles you know what fair enough like if they would just spoken like full-blown comanche the entire time i think i would have been fine yeah you know what i can agree with that but yeah, so I think yeah, it's just the English, like the switching back and forth, kind of got a little like meh. Fair enough. For, yeah, but um, yeah, so eighty four for me. Uh, moving on over to character development. Uh, this one's this one's kind of hard for me. Like, what what genre is this considered? It has to be this horror, is an right? action. It's nope, action adventure drama, not uh-huh. horror. It, well, so that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if it's if it's horror, we need to talk about the the logic of the of it. But this is technically an action adventure, so we have to talk about the character development and the the character development of Naru, which. I felt she had a great arc in this. Good point. It's a very good point. Yeah, this actually might be my highest score. Oh yeah, no, hands down. Like honestly, I feel that this has reached ninety status in my opinion, um, because seeing her from when this movie starts out, like how Kayla pointed out, literally her attitude is, "Oh well, I'm going to do this just because you guys said I couldn't." I'm going to prove you guys wrong. And I freaking love that mentality. Um, and just, you know, seeing her journey throughout the whole movie, just, you know, not only trying to get her people to believe that this creature is not a bear, it's 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 nothing that they've ever seen before. It's completely different. Um, but also, being, also seeing her finally, you know, prove herself and um, actually be able to, uh, to de- defeat to defeat the predator and i feel like the icing on top was when she freaking took the green blood and just streaked it across her face for a try like a, like a tribal face paint um that i freaking loved that so much um so yeah great great character arc so you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a solid 90 that's actually exactly where i would be too Hell I think yeah. they did a, a really good job at 
giving us like a good proper arc like someone who kind of needs some extra life lessons to learn different things and like more or less proving herself and like needing to do certain things to prove herself and the way that she's able to learn and adapt and basically like do things that she's constantly being told that she can't do and then just overcoming those those obstacles like i really liked how right before her brother died that she or that he revealed like more or less told her like hey the only reason i was able to kill this lion at all was because i followed your plan like you know these animals you understand their behavior better than i ever could like you see things that i don't and you always have been able to do that and then with the just always kind of having this this skill and this um this eye to catch things like she was able to catch on to things like predator not killing uh people that were like harmless being able to to figure out like oh they can't see this person when they're like when their blood is so low and just all this other like their thermal stuff doesn't really work right which she was just able to to deduce based off of her the medicine that she was giving people like she she's just so freaking smart and the way that they go about sharing that with us was really well done and then ultimately getting to the point where she goes from like kind of the prey to the predator in her own sense was just epic like i i really i really liked how she um the conversation that she was having with that French dude, like right before the predator came, and then she took her like those herbs and lowered her blood temperature and was able to like hear him and move out of his way right before he he like hit her, like freaking like a boss, dude. So good. Was, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, there was so little about this about her character that I disliked. So, yeah, definitely in the 90s for me. All right, moving on over to effects. Where where are you sitting there? Overall, I think the the effects were great. Um the uh the blood spewing guts were great. Um, freaking the animals having their skin turned inside out was absolutely disgusting, but it looked great. Especially that freaking wide shot of all the bison, just ugh, disgusting. Um, yeah, no, honestly, I really don't have any um, complaints with the uh, the effects. I, 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 th- I mean, I don't know what the budget was for this movie, but whatever the budget was, I feel that they definitely did not skimp out on the effects. 
Let's see if they they have the. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. They, they, I, I feel nowadays if it's a streaming movie, they usually don't, which sucks. Like they don't have the budget. Yeah, just because. Since they won't have to report the box office, um, they feel that they don't need to report the budget. Right. Yeah, I, I actually had, I think all my issues were with the Predator. I think they overuse the invisibility or the cloaking technology a little too much. See, I loved that. I, like I it looked cool. It, it looked cool as hell. It's yeah. just, I think there were times where it wasn't super necessary. Like when okay. she, when he was walking through like the ash-ridden forest area, and it was like hitting him and you could basically see him. I feel he should have just shut it off. Fair enough. Um everything else looked really good. I think the only thing that was like that really stood out to me and as not great was when I forget if it was during the French fight or with the the Comanches but when they were they had his blood on them it looked like digitally added for some reason i'm not remembering that part like there was just like sp- spots of the the blood on their knees or just their in somewhere on their their person and it just the way that it was catching light just didn't feel supernatural but then there were other times where it it looked really good, like when she came walking into the the village with like the glowing paint across her face, like that looked really good. Like it looked like they were actually using glow in the dark paint. Yeah. But it's just some for some reason whenever they were fighting him, it just didn't look that good. Um. Definitely got to give props to the stunt coordination on this. Like they, they they did some good work. Definitely not on like the same level as like the princess, but it was still really solid. Um, with that, I think I'm like, I'm around like the same as story. I'm like at an eighty-eight. No, I'll match you there. Alright, next up we got music. This was one of those things. It's just nothing too special about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked for the scenes that it needed to either, you know, be more dramatic or kind of um, softer tone. Um, but yeah, no, nothing really stood out uh, that much. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, I, I guess you could say with this kind of movie, you don't really need it to. Yeah. But. So I think with definitely given that, I think a six is more than fair. Yeah, I, I can agree with the six. All right. Next up, we got costumes. And I got to say, I loved the costumes. Just oh, the, the yeah. way that all of the Comanches the villagers looked was 
awesome. Like, I don't know. I'm not super well versed in like historical accuracy or anything like that. But from what we saw, they looked great. Um, okay. Naru's outfit was was awesome. Freaking, just the. I think it just added something like her kind of having like the fringe was really cool and just everything with her like when she painted her face like right before fighting predator and everything like she was a freaking badass and she looked amazing and then that like that's not even getting into the predator itself oh his helmet dude was the shit yeah. Oh, absolutely agree. I I loved his helmet. I loved how that looked. I'm I've always just kind of been a big fan of like how the Predator looks in general. But man, there's yeah. just something about this helmet that just made him seem like like almost like a caveman. Yeah, I kind of did. And it it was so so good, like so freaking epic. So I I'm having a hard time not giving this any. I think we're gonna give it a nine just for fairness' sake. I don't think it's quite at a ten yet. I can match you there. I was talking it up, and then I just I kind of took a second to just. Like reel it in, reel it in. Like you, <laughs> like is that is that the critic in you, or is that the the you? Like me personally, solid ten. <laughs> the critic in me knows, like, and eh, not the best, but it was good. Yeah, no, I get you, man. So amazing work to the costume designers on on this one. Um. All right. Last up, we got personal score. You want me to go first, or you want to? No, I, I can go first. Um, overall, I had a pretty damn good time with this movie. Um, like I said earlier, I've never seen any of the Predator movies, but that didn't matter because um, you didn't have to. This movie, uh, literally, they tell you everything that you need to know about the Predator, um, and there, there's as far there, they don't um, show any connections to the other movies, which definitely makes it a lot easier to understand. Um, the uh, main protagonist is so good; she is amazing, um, and it, it, it's 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 a simple, uh, not simple story, but like it's. I I feel for a predator movie, I feel maybe I don't know from like maybe like the clips that i've seen for like how big they sometimes go with these predator movies this might be like is this like a little more of a grounded predator movie i would say so okay like from what i know of the other predator movies and from what i saw in the newest one they do try to they go pretty heavy on like everything like it's like super advanced technology and all this like super complicated um like computerized work or like the the interface that the the predator uses it's just 
it is very heavy on like the sci-fi side. So seeing them take this into like so far into the past, like going back 300 years from the like the like just going so far back and seeing like the evolution um or not even evolution the de-evolution that they had to do for the predator was just awe-inspiring it was so good yeah no Caleb put it best um so yeah, overall, like I said, had a had a really good time with this movie. Honestly, more than I, than I thought I would. Um, so you know, I'm gonna go a solid eighty four. Yeah, I had a great time with this movie as well. Um, didn't quite like I was. I kind of went in um, with the expectation that it was going to be like a shut your brain off film, and I don't think it was i think it could be if you wanted it to like i think it definitely could just be like oh just go in shut your brain off don't worry about it but i think that would be doing the movie an injustice if you were to do that absolutely agree i think you need to go into this like wanting to see something something more something more than just crazy action and killing I think that they do a really good job at building a character that we grow to care about and root for. Because in the other movies, or the other movie that I've seen, I was rooting for the Predator. Like, I'm like, freaking, these these assholes are annoying. Freaking, just get them. But, but this, like, Naru was just such, was such a good well-written character that i i found myself rooting for her and like so that's the biggest praise that i can give this movie like hey you made a character that i actually didn't want to die so really appreciated that um i might be a little lower than you per on my personal score though i think i'm down to like an 82 um like don't get me wrong it was good and it was really fun just not quite on the same same level as you i would say fair enough all right well well actually wait no you 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 got to do your part i'm sorry oh yeah all right well with that that concludes this week's breakdown. This one was a little shorter than our previous ones. Like, I think we're slowly getting faster with them. Maybe. It's always nice to throw in a shorter episode every now and again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the final All Bros letter grade for Prey has come to a... A B. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, I just realized I forgot to go through the scores of each of the categories. Um, so the, our story score averaged out at an 87. Uh, writing went a little bit 
uh, on the lower end uh, went down to an 80. Acting jumped up a, a couple points to 82.5. Our highest score, c- character development, is sitting at a solid 9 or 90. Uh, the effects were really good. Just dropped a couple points down to an 88. Uh, music sitting at a 6. It was like everything worked for the scene. Nothing too special though. Uh, costumes, amazing, uh, giving it a 9. And then our personal score averaged out to an 83. So the percentage that Prey is sitting at is at an 84.43%. Not bad. Yeah, so really quick, comparing this to other B-movies... Maybe, if it wants to work for me. <laughs> Alright, so Prey. Like I said, is sitting at an 84.43%, which puts it below Christopher Robin, which is at an 84.56. Puts it below The Matrix, the Matrix Resurrections, which is at an 84.70. Puts it below The Oath, which is at an 85. Puts it below The Lion King, which is at an 85.1. And then puts it below The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is at an 85.37. Alright. Yeah, but it puts it above Avengers Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.37. Puts it above Solo. Uh, which was at an 84.21, puts it above Free Guy, which is at an 84.06, and then puts it above Thor, or, yeah, Thor Ragnarok, which is at an 83.90. So, Not bad. Yeah, I, that's a tough one to disagree with. Yeah, like, I, I I'm always, like, somewhat hesitant whenever I see an Avengers movie. Like, ah, uh, like, I, but this one, it's, I'll say, yeah, it, it is above Age of Ultron. Yeah, as much as I, def- as much as I love Age of Ultron, yeah, I, I can definitely agree with it. Yeah, so I think it has a pretty decent home. I agree. Well, if you like what you heard and you want to follow and subscribe to us where you're, so you can listen to more of our amazing voices. I don't know why I paused for so long there. That was weird. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. Like where you're listening to this right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that's your preferred listening platform. Um... You can uh, follow us on our social media where you you can DM us with episode ideas, answer our questions of the week. I wasn't even going to say that because I feel we kind of just abandoned that. Um, I feel like we have to. It's 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 getting sad. Yeah. Or if you would like to join us, we will gladly have anybody on. Um, and so if you want to reach us on those platforms, you can do so. So, we got facebook.com forward slash the all for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and 
TikTok at the Albros, or you can email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com if that is your preferred way to contact us. Uh, you can check us out on, uh, you can check out our website at tuni- teeny, wow, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, uh, where you can get to know us a little bit more, as well as if you guys want to uh, get a uh, design printed on either like a t shirt, mug, whatever, that's the best place to go because that's the place where uh, Trademark hasn't beaten us and companies haven't taken down all of Caleb's cool shit. Um, yep. So if you if you want to actually be able to acquire the merchandise that you actually want, that's probably the best way to go about. But if you would still prefer to get uh, your stuff from T Public, you can do so at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albros channel. Um, next week on the podcast, we like we're I think what would you say we're like ninety five percent sure on this? Yes. Okay. We are 95% sure that we'll be breaking down uh, Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. So, yeah, um, you can look forward to that next week. Um, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. So long. Deuces. <laughs>